0: Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stover. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 64. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. And I am stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kurland Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. This episode, friends, we are back, <laughs> back on our usual schedule. Last fortnight, last two weeks ago, <laughs> we had some pretty hectic weather. I did mess things up. I hope you enjoyed last week's catch-up episode from this week. This episode following, we'll be back to our fortnightly or bi-weekly episodes. Yes, and I hope you can keep enjoying them. (laughs) This episode, I want to talk about functional strength. We're going to learn about what it is and why it's so plop and important for us to develop in the best ways that we can can for our own bodies all our bodies are unique and our functional strength will be different based on how we use our bodies our bodies are amazing at adapting in that way they always find ways to work best for us with what they are capable of doing it's pretty incredible (laughs) The human body what it can do no matter how it is constructed it finds ways to keep us moving as best it can now functional strength is our ability to move our joints, particularly our shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles through their full range of movement, which is, say, for example, if I can take my arm and I can do a big windmill circle with it, that would be the full range of movement on my shoulder. If I can get it up, my arm comes past my ear, straight up over my head, circles down, back behind, down and around. That's an example of a full range of movement, the, the range from which a joint can go to its most extreme without pain, restriction, or stiffness. So that's the key there. When we can move all of our joints, those ones I mentioned, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles, through their full range of movement, which as far as they can go based on how they grew as our whole bodies developed when we were in the womb, without pain, restriction, or stiffness. And it is so often overlooked when it comes to training because it doesn't have a particular aesthetic. It's not, uh, it's got nothing to do with how much a person can lift or how hard they can train. So you could be as, as muscular as you like, but still not have great functional strength because how you can move your joints may be restricted in a bunch of different ways. So Because of that, because it doesn't have this kind of aesthetic or look or style or any of those things that that a lot of the reasons why people get prompted to train, it can often be like said to be the unsexy side of training. It's like it's overlooked so often by so many trainers. But I think that also has to do with the fact that we actually aren't taught whether it's trainers whether it's just every other person out there who's not a trainer, we're not really taught about functional strength. It's not It's not really a big talking point. But functional strength is the base that we build on when it comes to being able to train or do any sort of movement in our life uh, that we can do comfortably, uh, regardless of what activity that is without load. So, we want to be able to move our bodies comfortably without having without carrying anything without without anything uh, to add additional kind of exertion there that's what functional strength is based on and it is that it's that foundation if we don't have good functional strength when it comes to approaching physical activity then we are going to maybe not straight away but down the track we're going to end up with some issues and it's really important to remember that Because it doesn't have a look. Someone can look as fit as you like. They could be super shredded and lean and all of that. That does not mean that they are strong. It doesn't mean that they have functional strength. It doesn't actually mean much. (laughs) It's just that they're very good at dieting. And they clearly train enough to develop some muscle mass. (laughs) And so many folks that I've trained over the years look to training for that uh, aesthetic that comes. And I get it. Even when I started training, my, my goal with training was to look more toned, look more muscular. It's really common. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a great way to start approaching physical activity because it helps to motivate us when we have that idea in mind of, oh, I want to look like this. However, Underneath all that, that's what's really important to remember here. Underneath all of that, or that look, all of that ability to train hard or do whatever it is you want to do when it comes to training, it all has to have a basis on functional strength. And that is because, regardless of your goals that you want to achieve, you first need to be able to safely move your body in all the ways that it is able to move and that takes time. (laughs) Building functional strength is not a quick thing. Well, no, building any sort of strength or anything in our bodies, it's not fast. It doesn't happen fast but functional strength strength particularly because it's influenced by our movement patterns that we've developed over our whole lives, the compensations we've made, our posture, all of these things contribute to our functional strength. So oftentimes if we have parts of our body that are uh, don't quite move so well and we compensate for that, it can take a long time to kind of unlearn some of those movement patterns, develop strength in other areas so that we can then have more of a a balance when it comes to the distribution of strength and function and the parts of our body that we use. For example, our handedness plays a huge part in a lot of what we do. I know before I started training, I'm very right hand dominant. So much so that I favored my right hand so much that the the girth of my upper arm was like two centimeters different around in girth or muscle mass because I just didn't use my left arm for a lot. It was there to kind of make my sides look even like, hey, I've got two arms. That would look a bit, you know, a look a bit off balance otherwise, but I did not use my left arm anywhere near as much. I wasn't functionally strong in that left-hand side. So a lot of the training I've done over the years has been to help develop functional strength and stability through that side of my body so that I can then move better and do all the things that I want to do in life without just trying to do everything with one arm. (laughs) Thinking, oh, this is, my right arm's strong. I don't need the other one. It's just a tag along. (laughs) And... That can be really common, but it leads to overuse. It can lead to uh, a lot of strain injuries because we're constantly using that one side. So when it comes to developing functional strength, I guarantee you that if you train without developing it, you're going to end up injured it's going to happen because of that overuse, because of that favoring, because of that dominance of a certain side being stronger than the other. It actually shifts how our body functions. It shifts our posture. It does a lot of stuff that we just don't think about or don't realize. On top of that, (laughs) when it comes to training, It's really important to practice a diverse range of movements because this helps with our functional strength. It helps put our joints through a wide range of directions with which it can function. So when we do movements that are more focused on like isolations or using training machines and stuff, we often limit the range of movement that we are practicing and therefore that limits what function the joint can have. So if we stop practicing or we don't practice movements that Uh, pushes pulls grasping or jumping or like getting up and down off the ground we can literally lose those abilities because our body stops functioning in those ways it's (laughs) it's so important functional strength is the very foundation on which all of our movement is based and when we lose it we we get into some risky situations, and this is uh, this is linked to age related frailty, which is completely preventable preventable, if we just move our bodies. We move our bodies in the ways that we can as often as we can. And it, this can be particularly hard, and these kind of loss in functional strength does happen when we have joint injuries, or uh, multiple joint injuries, um, because. It can become painful or uncomfortable and it can hurt to move. So we kind of stop doing those movements. But long term, that doesn't benefit our body overall. And it also doesn't benefit that joint that we may have injured because joints do heal. Soft tissue heals sometimes. It can take a really long time, but it heals. But then we kind of have these compensations and we favor things. And it's just a big, this big kind of <laughs> chain chain reaction that happens once we start compensating in certain ways. But all hope is not lost because it is possible to safely develop the muscles around your joints. And this strength helps stabilize the joints, which then reduces the pain and discomfort that is associated with movement, leading to more functional strength. So it is very possible. Developing that strength involves gradually introducing movements to all of your joints in all the directions that you are able to because uh, there's not one magical movement for a particular joint. All of our joints can move differently depending on how they are constructed. Our shoulders have a very, very big range of movement it's also why they get injured so often because they can move in so many directions elbows and knees on the other hand they just bend generally in one direction very well in the other direction horribly and that's when things go bad (laughs) so it's important to understand the directions that our joints were built to move in and understanding what range we each have within those movements uh, with the joints and working from there Now, it can be tricky when it comes to training because so often we will repeat a certain group of movements over and over again for long periods of time. This is kind of the basis of training. Repetition. Do these movements. You'll get this outcome. And while this can help develop endurance and overall strength, as in like maximal lift style strength, that doesn't necessarily equal functional strength because we're not necessarily having our joints move through their full range of motion in all the directions that they can. So to reflect on this i want you to think about how you currently move in your daily life like what things do you currently do well like, there's no there's no bad or good or anything like here like it's just reflecting on what are the things that you do do you walk places do you hop up and down off the ground do you carry things like your shopping bags just your general life activities so get, get a really clear idea on what are the things that you do. Now, it might be quite a bit or it might not be that much at all. Either way, it is all good. There is no right or wrong here. What we're trying to do is just get a really clear idea of thinking about the ways that you currently move. What are the joints that you move? Do you use your arms a lot? Do you use your legs a lot? Do you bend? Really think about that. Now that you've had to think about all the ways that you do move, think about the ways that you move that maybe don't feel so great. Do you find that you're, for instance, uh, stiff in your shoulders? Like, do your shoulders feel uncomfortable? Do they feel limited? Do they feel pain when you lift your arms up over your head? Can you bring your upper arms up to beside your ears? Or does squatting feel stiff, tight, or painful in your ankles, knees, hips, or a combination of all those joints? Because squatting uses a lot of joints, a whole lower body. (laughs) So when we have have stiffness in one area, that may have a flow-on effect and limit the movement. Do you find that maybe you can't squat so low? You can't get very low down. That's really common. It is. (laughs) And... Can you get up and down off the ground? Because sometimes we don't necessarily hop ourselves up and down off the ground a lot. We don't. It's not necessarily a big thing that happens in our lives. More so if you've got like small humans or you practice a sport that requires you to be on the ground or you just end up on the ground. <laughs> but... Getting a clear idea on how you move is really important. So what are the ways you move often? What are the ways you don't move or you avoid because of discomfort, because of stiffness? And I get that it can just be easy to avoid those actions or even thinking about them. But taking that time and just assessing where you're at is a great start. (laughs) Especially if you are looking to find ways to begin to get more active or to add some training into your life. Now, (laughs) once you have taken the time to feel out how your body is moving and you can then gauge how you may or may not be able to move. And this is really important. It's a good thing. Uh, It doesn't and it definitely doesn't have to be like fancy when it comes to thinking about how you can move basic movements are the best movements there's a reason why things like squats and deadlifts have been around with training for long 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 times because our bodies were made to do it and because of that they're just around so don't think that you've got to when you think about moving or introducing movement to your life that it has to be really complex Simp- simple basic movements they are the building blocks they are the foundations that help develop overall strength and as i said There's not a single magical movement that helps to build functional strength, but the more ways you can move your joints, the better they begin to move and the stronger they become in all directions. Now, I recommend beginning any new movements gradually if you do want to look at introducing some movement into your day, especially if you've found like, my gosh, I did not even realize that my shoulders are so stiff when I lift them up above my head. You may not realize it because you just don't put yourself in those positions and Now that you've realized it, (laughs) wherever it is that that you're stiff, even if it's not your shoulders, it's somewhere else, you can begin to gradually introduce the movement into your day, into your life in some way, do what feels right for you, but do it gradually. You may experience some discomfort. That is okay, so long as it's not pain, stiffness, bit of tightness that's okay. That can just be caused by the fact that you don't move those joints in those ways very often. And all of the soft tissue in there, our ligaments, our tendons and muscles, they just aren't necessarily used to stretching in those ways. So they don't move quite so smoothly. And some of that, if the more you move and the more you introduce movement to your joints, some of that can ease pain on the other hand we don't want pain sharp shooting pains stabbing or you move and you get pain referred to a different area like you move your arm and you're getting pain in your back somewhere things like that you probably want to go get that checked out (laughs) don't try and push through pain it's not cool it's not it's not helpful it's not of any benefit because pain is our body's way of saying something is wrong and (laughs) when you try and push through it you may be actually putting your joint into a position where you're actually going to cause some damage even if there wasn't damage there already maybe that discomfort or pain you were feeling was just because of a certain thing not moving quite right but it wasn't damaged and then you go and force it and suddenly you've got like some sort of soft tissue tear or any sort of impingement or something like that not fun times (laughs) and Movement through all of our joints is, I personally think, as someone who helps people to move their bodies, one of the most important things. I know that no matter who comes to me for training, and this includes myself and my own training, I incorporate functional movements into every session, beginning with our warm-up. This is because it is just the key. It is the key to getting movement into the joints. So, what I thought I'd do is give you a little run through of some movements that you could practice. If you've just gone through and and thought about what ways you do move, what ways you don't move, realize, you know, maybe you're kind of a bit tight or stiff in some ways. I'm going to run you through a few movements that you can practice. And this is straight from the warm up that I use for myself, that I use for every person that I train. And it's because it's great. (laughs) And it focuses on joint circles. So, moving our joints through movements in circular patterns because a lot of our joints will like to kind of circle about. (laughs) And it's a great way to start getting movement into your joints and it's low impact. It only takes a few minutes, so you're not going to be at this all day. Bonus. (laughs) Now, when I do these, I like to begin at the top of my body, starting with my neck, and then I make my way down all the way down until I get to my ankles. So I will start by moving my head in the directions that it can go. So I look up and down, I point my chin towards the roof, I tuck my collarbone, my chin towards my collarbone. So I look up, point my chin towards the roof, look down, tuck my chin towards my collarbones. All of these joint circles, if you want to try them out, do like 10 of each in each direction. So I would look up and down, 10 in each direction. I would tilt my ear down to my shoulder, keeping my shoulders down, tilt my ears side to side down to my shoulders, 10 in each direction, looking left and right, because you will be surprised how often we don't even turn our heads, 10 in every direction, Doesn't matter how far you can get in any of these movements, it's not about how far you can get, it's just about inviting movement into the joint, starting with our necks. You might find that one side moves a bit freer than the other, perhaps one side is tighter. That's pretty normal, especially if we tend to look to one side more than the other. The side we don't necessarily look so much towards can often be tighter. So looking up and down, tilting your ears down to your shoulders left and right, and then looking left and right, that is where we start. Then, once we've done that and gotten a bit of movement through our necks, we would move to arms, particularly shoulders, doing shoulder circles. It's kind of like a big old windmill arm. You keep your arm straight, you circle it past your side, up, giving your upper arm as close to your ear as you can, circling back down behind you and around. Now, you want this movement to be controlled. You're not swinging your arm without control like an actual windmill arm. You want to control this movement the whole way through. So take it slow. You'll do 10 circles backwards on one side and then circle forwards. Then you swap sides, 10 circles backwards on the opposite side and then forward. Keep your arm as straight as you feel comfortable to keep it. And don't stress too much about how close your upper arm comes to your ears as you pass it back to behind you or pass it forward to in front of you. And don't, don't worry too much if each side is different. Again, shoulders are kind of like our necks when we have one side that is more dominant. It can tend to move differently. No stress. We're not worried about how each side moves in in relation to the other side. What we're just doing is inviting movement in. So we do 10 circles on the shoulders, each side. Then we go to... Elbow circles. Now, you might not think about elbow circles as something you can do, but you can. Arms come straight out to the sides like you're standing as a giant capital T. <laughs> you're going to take your hands. You're going to bend at the elbows. Bring your hands up so they're uh, kind of raised. Our forearms are vertical, like when someone says, freeze, and you go, ah, oh, and put your hands out in front of you to show that you've you're, your hands are up. Then you circle them towards your body, down, around the front of your torso and down until they're dangling down kind of like scarecrow arms and then you're going to keep on extending until they come to straight again and you're going to do some circles. Your palms will want to rotate as you do this. You'll see what I mean by that when you give it a try. Let them, let your hands move the way they're going to move. Now, you can do 10 circles inwards and then 10 circles outwards, reversing that motion. I'm going to put videos up for all of these on the website, uh, in the show notes, as well as on Insta as well. So you can go and check this all out. If you're listening to me and going, boy, I don't know what the plop you're talking about right now, that's okay. I'm going to whack some videos up for you. You can check them out. (laughs) Once we have done elbows, wrist circles. Circle 10 inwards, circle 10 outwards. Wrists can be clunky, so... If you find that you're getting clicks and pops and stuff, that's okay. As long as it's not painful, we're all good. Wrist circles, they're a good one. We don't move our wrists so often. Then we go to our fingers. You're going to curl your fingers in so your fingertips touch your palm. You're going to wrap your thumb around the top of your knuckles, keeping them out from under your fingers. Squeeze your fist tight. Open your fingers. Spread them nice and wide. Close your fist. Open your fist. Light, open and close. Ten, on each hand because we don't move our fingers a lot fingers are prone to arthritis and part of that is because our joints don't get to move a lot so we want to use our fingers as much as we can once we've done our fingers, we're going to take our hands and bring them to our hips just to give our hands a job. I'm going to do some hip circles. So feet are going to be like somewhere around hip width apart. You're going to be standing nice and tall, hands on hips. You're going to push your hips forwards as far as you can. It's going to feel weird. It's okay. You might feel a little bit of discomfort through your mid to lower back. Like it might feel a bit weird or different. That's okay. <laughs> as long as it's not pain. Push your hips forwards. You're going to push your hips then, keeping them pushing forward, but then forwards and out to one side. You're going to circle around to the back. You're going to poke your butt out, reel as far, as far as you can. It's going to feel weird. It's okay. Circle through to the other side and come back to our starting position. Like you're standing in a giant barrel and you're circling around the top with your hips. You're going to do 10 in one direction, 10 in the other it's okay if there's uh, clunky points through your hips. Often we get tight through the sides of our hips, in our butts, and that does influence how circular we can make those movements. So don't worry too much if you've got those clunky spots. It's pretty common. Once we've done 10 hip circles in each direction, we come to knee circles. Now, you're going to be mindful here. If you've got uh, knee issues, like you've had cartilage damage or knee constructions and stuff, reconstructions and stuff like that, Just take it easy. You might want to avoid these if they cause you discomfort. But what you're going to do, feet come together or just a little bit apart. You're going to put your hands on the tops of your knees. Again, gives your hands a job. Dip your knees. You're going to dip them forward. Gently just shift them out to the side. They're going to go just a little bit out to the side. Then you're going to straighten your legs up and you're going to circle and continue in the direction that you're going out to the other side. Circle around ten in one direction, ten in the other. Take it easy with knees; they don't go sideways well, but you can get just a little bit of a, a little bit of a twirl happening. Also gets the ankles involved a lot of that, so that'll also be a good one for ankle mobility. Once we've done our knee circles, we do move down to finish off on our ankles. Now you're going to be on one foot for this, so if you need something to hold to balance totally okay. Feel good about that. One hand on a wall, a chair, something stable. Don't try and balance on something that could tip over. That's not going to be fun. <laughs> you gonna just be one foot. It's just going to just lift slightly off the ground. It doesn't have to be like way up in the air or anything like that. Circle your toes inwards for 10. Circle your toes outwards for 10 and then swap sides. Same thing on the other side. Again, it's okay if this is not actually a circle. Your foot might wave about in a little bit of a wild fashion. It might not be circular at all do your best it doesn't really matter it's not about the circle it's about getting the movement into the joint and it's okay for any of these movements to feel a bit weird to feel a bit uncoordinated especially if they're ones we haven't done for a while but these movements it's the this kind of joint circling mobility it's called joint to joint movements because we're just working pretty much through all the joints in our body, getting as much movement as we can through each of them. and they leave you feeling like pretty nicely moved, like a little bit of a stretch, like you've kind of done something and you're feeling you're feeling pretty good. But work through these. They are great. <laughs> I can't recommend it enough. If you do nothing else in your day, Start by just experimenting with these joint movements as best you can. And from these really basic movements, we can then start to develop other movements that become a little bit more complex and eventually develop enough functional strength and comfort in our joints that we can move them in ways to then be able to start adding load to our movements, whether that's in the form of body weight movements or weight-based movements. But it all starts with how well you can move your joints. I cannot stress that enough. If you want to be able to move safely and for like as long as you can in your life, keeping your joints as functional and as strong as possible by having comfortable movement is going to be the way to do it. It is just not spoken about enough. I'm a huge fan of it. (laughs) If you can't tell. (laughs) But... As I said earlier, start gradually, start small, give yourself time to develop the range of movement that you can have and who knows where that's going to end up. But don't feel disheartened if you find you're like you're really stiff to begin with. That's quite common because if we don't move a lot, we can't expect our bodies to be able to suddenly to start moving in these big ways. So feel good about wherever it is you can get to and move in the ways that feel right for you. That's all that matters. As I said, I'm going to put some videos of all those movements together. I'm going to put them on the website in the show notes, and I'm also going to pop them up on Instagram for you so you can follow through all of those if you want an idea because maybe they weren't clear for you. I did explain them pretty quickly, and you probably can't remember them all because there's a whole bunch. (laughs) So check them out. They'll be there for you to be able to use. Now, If you're someone who has had injuries reconstructions or grew a unique body that has particular ways it likes to move that may be considered different from most people that is okay there are always workarounds when it comes to pretty much any movement yes (laughs) take the knee circles for example as i said some knees don't feel great moving in those little circular motions that's okay. There are other ways that you can move your knees and it doesn't have to be a knee circle. And just because they aren't right for you doesn't mean you can't do something. Because this movement requires you to stand in one spot and bend both knees as you lift them, uh, twirl them around, it's not going to feel great. So there are alternatives. If you don't feel great about Knee circles, you could do high knees like marching on the spot, just bringing your knees up as high as you can, getting that nice bit of bend in them. That's going to help. It's going to get a good bit of movement through your knee joint, just in a way that is a little bit less um, uh, impactful on the side movements there. It'll also test your balance, which is great. Balance is a really good one to develop because our balance is directly correlated to our safety when it comes to slips, trips and falls, which particularly is important as we get older because we get more prone to falling over and not being able to balance. But this is due to the fact that we don't move our bodies in all the ways that it is able to move and we become limited. We lose that functional strength. That's why I'm talking about this. (laughs) Also... As other, other, another alternative or something to think about, and this is something that most folks don't, and it is getting up and down off the ground. Now, some people can't get up and down off the ground. I've trained many people over the years who have had trouble getting up and down off the ground. And that may be due to the fact that they have like sore knees. Knee injuries are a big one that can limit people from hopping up and down off the ground or hip issues. But wherever you're at, it's Okay. Because there is always ways that you can work around this. If you aren't able to hop up and down off the ground because of an issue like that, there's ways that you can practice hopping up that can start on a higher surface. So if you do want to work to be able to hop them down off the ground, a great way to start is hopping up and down, say, by like laying on your couch and then just developing the upper body strength to be able to push yourself up, turn your body, and then stand up. Really great way to start. You can do it from a couch. You can do it from a bed. You can do it from a workout bench, anywhere that's strong and stable that you can lay on and then stand up from and still have the space to get your legs under you because when you're on the ground, it can be hard to get your legs under you. So starting with something like that is a great approach. If you can get down on the ground, but just have struggle, because what we're never taught is how to actually get up off the ground, right? If you think it's such a simple thing, but... It can be really difficult, but there is a way that you can hop up and down off the ground. I never realized it until I started practicing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because there is a way we are taught to hop up and down off the ground that is called getting up in base. And this is because it is the most stable way that you can hop yourself up and down off the ground without getting pushed over. So someone if someone's attacking you, you can still safely get yourself up off the ground without getting pushed back down. It's a really great way to move your body. It blew my mind when I was taught this. It's like, my gosh, it just makes so much sense. I'm going to put a video up of that again on the website in the show notes and on Instagram because I think everyone needs to know how to get up and down off the ground this way because if you get caught on the ground, this could potentially be one of the most helpful things that you can learn. And It's not a difficult movement. It's not complex. Pretty much anyone can do it Life-changing skill right there, friends. (laughs) Now, when it really comes down to it, just move in the ways that you can and start there. That is a great place to start. Gradually introduce those movements. There is no right or wrong way to move when it comes to your body. There are only ways that you can move and any movement that you can do or can't do is okay. Focus on the movements That you are able to do, that you can do with comfort. And the ones that you find a bit more challenging, just gradually introduce them. Take your time. There's no rush here. (laughs) Feel good about that, friend. Let's explore the ways your body can move. (sighs) Well, let's have a look at what we've touched on today. It's been a big episode. (laughs) We've looked at what functional strength is, with it being the ability to move your joints without stiffness, resistance, or pain, and to perform your everyday life activities with as much ease as you can. I've touched on the difference between functional strength and overall strength. Being functional strength is our comfort with which we can move our bodies. Whereas overall strength is like how much you could lift as like a maximal lift or in one particular movement. And finally, we looked at a heap of ways that you can begin moving that can help bring movement back to all of your joints or help increase movement in your joints if you already move. Now, as I've mentioned a few times, you can find all of these details in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show and you know other folks who might also find some benefit, maybe from this episode or another one, friends, share it. Share the plops out of this. (laughs) That is awesome. And I would love for you to do that. If you have any questions about this episode or would like to learn about how we may be able to support you, you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.com co you can send us a message there you can also check out what other stuff we do we have a trial we have some online training that you could jump straight into the options are endless they're not endless there's a few options <laughs> if you don't want to go to our website you can go to social media you can find us on facebook by going to feel some collective or Instagram, which is where we are most present by going to non-gendered fitness at the handle non-gendered-fitness or me, m b. Yes. Until next week, friends, remember how our bodies move is a very individual thing. Embrace that. Your body is unique and understanding that and working to the strengths you have makes all the difference. So however you choose to explore movement, make it as unconventional as you like, but most importantly, make it fun. Have a rad as day pass.